Those Two Jerks is brought to you in part by Maverick Group, Maverick Group Experiential Technology. Need some nerds? Let's build something awesome together. Maverick. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Those Two Jerks, episode 132. I am your host, the Tom Alexander. And joining me, as always, is the Sussman, Rick Sussman. Hi, Rick. Hi, Tom. And as most of the time, the occasional Chris Vu. <laughs> Hi, Chris. Good morning. Good, Good morning. morning. That is right. It is the morning of Sunday, March 11th, 2018, as we record this. And uh, guys, before we get into it, we have a, we have a reaction to something we talked about last week. Uh, in the at the top of the show, so we'll do that. We'll handle this at the top of the show as well. Oh my! Yes, which is uh, last week, uh, Chris. You and I discussed at length uh, Rick's uh, podcast whoredom, and <laughs> the topic. The topic arose of the title of the. Uh, we'll call it uh, the flagship of uh, Rick's other podcasts. <laughs> if one could have such a thing, like and by flagship, I mean like. A like seventy two Ford Pinto carrying a flag. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> that's that's what I mean. Um, but uh, we're talking about let the bitterness and hate flow through you. <laughs> I have not. I've only had like three sips of coffee. So you're getting angry, Tom, this morning. Oh, Sorry, <laughs> this is what the slot machine came up with today. <laughs> anyway, um. So we yeah uh, wrestle crush whenever by Team Hammerfist and uh, I posited the theory that there were just too many too many names there and it gets confusing. Um, and Rick, <sighs> Rick didn't Rick you didn't fight me very hard on that. Well, I was it, it, you know no one fight wins a two front war, Tom, and I'm well aware of that. So at some point I had I had to accept that you two jackasses were just going to make me feel bad and to move on. <laughs> a two front war. I like that. I like that. Well, somebody took exception to uh, my I will call it amateur marketing analysis <laughs> and not vitriol. <laughs> it wasn't vitriol. I have no problem with you doing other podcasts. It's it was it's just I felt that the the two names was confusing. But your buddy, your co-host, our friend of the show, the man who designs our logos, Jesse Long, uh, <laughs> didn't even finish listening to the episode before he hit pause and called the those two jerks hotline, <laughs> and uh, and sent us this hot take. So I'll let you guys listen and then we can discuss. Hello, this message is for the Tom Alexander and the occasional Chris Boo, and not. For Rick the Sussman Sussman. This is Jesse Long from Team Hammerfist, the superior podcast, by the way. I just want to let you guys know that the show has always been Wrestle Crush Whenever by Team Hammerfist. Team Hammerfist, the guys who do the show, Wrestle Crush Whenever is the name of the show. The Power Hour is an old show that Rick and I haven't done for a long time. You two can suck it. Have a good day. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so he had to he had to throw in the i love you rick at the end well you know you know daddy loves all of his children <laughs> uh, yeah 
Yeah. So he didn't tell you he called when you guys were in bed that night? Like, he, when, before you fell asleep? <laughs> we, don't, we don't discuss business matters like oh, that, Oh, I see. I see. You leave You leave the business out in the living room and the business <laughs> Listen, for the bedroom. The bedroom, the bedroom is just a place for love and understanding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so then some tweets ensued after that. <laughs> And we don't need to get into the substance of those tweets, but I think I think I think Jesse understands where I'm coming from, and I understand where he's coming from, and where he's coming from is a place of butt hurt over the fact that, <laughs> unlike you, that I Tom. said I said anything that was even remotely critical of the show as a friend Listen, who was trying to help and not like a hater. Listen, Mrs. Sanders, I'm I'm grateful that you're trying to uh, spin this in a way, but you were going out of your way to make it sound like we were some amateurish, baloney-ish, uh, barely res- resonating podcast, all of which is true, but you don't have to say it out loud. <laughs> <Dick. No. laughs> we're all friends. Look, we're all friends. And I, I tweeted at Jesse. I said, look, I just mean this in a friendly way. The, the multiple, the multiple <laughs> monikers, the multiple monikers is confusing, or can be problematic for new people. Yeah, it's yeah. Like yeah, like sure. we have like okay like the group of us we're those two jerks, and the show is right, also called those two jerks. Yeah, but we're th- there's still three of us. Yes, but as you pointed out to me several years ago, it's called the Howard Stern Show, but he's not the only guy on it. <sighs> yeah. Uh-huh. There we go. Ah-ha. I like how, I like ah, how statements ah. work to your advantage. You mean All your statements work to my advantage? <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> That's how it works. That's how it works. You want your stuff thrown back in your face? Just come talk to me. Yeah. Speaking of stuff being thrown back in people's faces. What? More soup? News? Do we have more soup to throw? Oh, God. The soup segment was probably the highest rated segment we ever did. Uh, I don't know about that, but it was it was fun. I enjoyed that. We should we should do another segment on on foods to throw in the future. <laughs> proper, proper food throwing. Technique. What, what brands of hot dogs are good to launch at people from a cannon or something? I don't know. Armor. Armor. <laughs> they still make armor hot dogs. They do. You can get them in bulk, which is why what they're good for What kind of man doesn't know about armor hot dogs? What do you mean? There's plenty of other better brands of hot dogs now. They're the dogs kids love to bite. No, that's Oscar Mayer, aren't they? No. I wish I was an Oscar Mayer wiener. That's a different song. Oh, right. right yeah, right. you're a wiener, but not that brand. Big. Big talk. Big talk. I'm not wrong. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, we do have some sports news to get to. That is, in fact, the purpose of this, I think. Um, And we have in the NFL, the Legion of Boom is no more. Is it no more? It's no more. Uh, Richard Sherman, uh, the Pro Bowl cornerback, former Madden cover boy of the Seattle Seahawks, was released on Friday. Uh, so basically, the only member of the LOB still left on the roster, I think, is Earl Thomas. And uh, yeah, but he's always injured. Yes. Well, so was Richard Sherman last year, which is why he got released. <laughs> yeah, but like Earl Thomas is known for being always injured. <laughs> true. True. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But uh, yeah, Richard Sherman released, and uh, within 24 hours, agreed to a deal with the San Francisco 49ers. So went to a division rival, uh, kind of hoping he'd take Tampa Bay's offer. 
of, hey, come never make the playoffs again with us. But yeah, well, I mean, he's going to come make never make the playoffs in San Francisco. Instead, I don't know about so. that, man. They they have Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, who's like, you know, the greatest five game quarterback ever. That's the guy I was I couldn't remember the name of last week, by the way, exactly. when I was trying to remember the quarterback who got paid 80 billion dollars. It's Jimmy Garoppolo. Yes, yes, you are correct, sir. He did get a lot of money for five wins or six wins <laughs> for for dick all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we should all be so lucky. We to get dick so all? Lucky. Yeah, I agree. Well, no, to do dick all and get that kind of money. That's what I mean. <laughs> anyway, uh, back to the Legion of Boom. Uh, this is the end of an era, right? I mean, Rick, yes. you famously pretended to be a fan of the Legion of Boom on local Seattle television once. So you're the well, expert here. And and if I'm honest, I wasn't. It wasn't that hard to root for that team. I mean, it was a team of defense first. And you had them um, in fantasy that year, did you not? I did. I, I had them in fantasy <laughs> almost every year. Um, because they're a really good defense-minded team, and they're going to score a lot of defense points. Um, it's sad, but it's also a you know it, it's twofold. One, who is the only undefeated champion? Father time. Father time. And two. Where's the league going? The league is going to offense and towards has been flag, for a long time. Yeah, toward flag football. Yeah, toward right. flag Chris football. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> that is absolutely right. Uh so yeah, so nobody wants to pay uh for defense anymore. Um but yeah, it's I mean it was time for Seattle to rebuild. They have Shaquille Griffin, UCF, who uh played 15 games last year as a rookie and played really well. They've got some other corners, young corners on the roster that can step up and replace. I mean, Sherman didn't, he was out all year last year, so they, they already got to the playoffs without him. And, and you know, there, there's another up-and-coming linebacker, possible safety hybrid um, that Shaquille knows very well that yeah. uh, the, the Seattle Seahawks could very well snag. draft. Yeah, and they probably will take Shaquem Griffin uh, if they can, if he's available for them. Well, it's uh, going to be them or the Steelers, honestly. Yeah, the Steelers, it looks like the Steelers really want him. I, I would love to see him go to, you know, my team, of course, but. Why would you wish so ill on a guy who's I, well, already but That's the thing. So if all these good players come, then they're not that oh, bad anymore. If only we had Mantle and Yeah, if only, and if yeah, only we had, on if what only the, we uh, had pro bowlers on the team, then they'd be good. <laughs> Yeah. If my mother had a, or my my aunt had a dick, she'd be my uncle. Or, is, exactly. is, that, is, that is that the whole thing? That's if it's not the whole thing, it makes perfect sense for this. So you're fine, Chris. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, if right. Yeah, exactly. If so explain to me this legion of, the best of players. I, I'm interested in the Legion of Boom just largely because <laughs> of, of the name. Obviously, it's a playoff of the Legion of Doom, which was Correct. my favorite tag team back when I used to watch wrestling. Um, well, it's also a play off the Legion of Doom, the comic book. <laughs> oh, is it really? Yeah, like oh, it's on, on Super Chris. Friends. Super Friends had the Legion of yeah, Doom. Yeah, I know that, but I mean... It's like, both. I know, I, it's both. But the Legion of Doom they're really like the road tag warriors. team. I get that, but I don't know. Maybe it was like... Well, the, did they not call themselves the Road Warriors because of like the Mad Max films or something? Or? No, it was, I think it was because WCW probably owned the name The Road Warriors. So when they went <laughs> to WWF, they had to change it. Fucking business. Yep. 
So, so is there a Legion of Boom with only one dude left? Like, how does that? Well, do the Legion qualify? of Boom was their secondary, their two corners and their two safeties because they were known for hitting guys hard and getting a lot of interceptions and and you know playing really well. But only one of those four guys is there now. Or no, so two, the two of those guys it's not are the there. Legion of anything. No, it's not a Legion anymore. It's there's just yeah. Boom, I guess. It's yeah. just yes, <laughs> it's just Boom now. It's just boom, but now. it's not boom. It's nothing anymore, right? I mean, like not so. really. No, I mean they'll they'll if they start playing well, they'll call it that again because their fans gave them that name. It wasn't like, no, you can't do that though. You can't, yeah, like, you can. They still no. like, when the Steelers have a good defense, they still try calling it the Steel Curtain. It ain't the That's same. True. It's not the same as the Steel Curtain, but they still try. I mean, yeah, I guess that's what. Fan involved in fandom and whatnot. So yeah, yeah. it's just you know yeah. that's kind of how it is. But this is this has ramifications for the rest of the league in that they will likely now be the 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 Seahawks defense, and if he can, Richard Sherman will very likely be Chris's first round draft pick in fantasy football next year. No, <laughs> and and I will trade him <laughs> excessively early, and he will do well. I will regret it. So yes. So, so I think we all can agree the end of an era in Seattle. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, Doesn't mean they're yeah. not going to the playoffs anymore because they still have Russell Wilson and you know a bunch of other guys that are good. But uh, they traded Michael Bennett away this week. Uh, so I mean, they're definitely somewhat rebuilding. Yes. Yes. So it's well, now it's now the Rams' division to lose. No, I mean, I I, I don't know. I I. I, I kind of want to, I'll be honest, I kind of want to get away from football while we're on a positive note, because God knows, <laughs> God okay. knows at any moment in the next five to 10 minutes, we could find something horrible on the internet about the NFL. And I think it's just time to just run. Like, is anyone with me on this? <laughs> it's true. Like if we stay on football too much longer, I'm going to get an ESPN alert about somebody else with CTE or, <laughs> or somebody getting arrested. Like, it's oh, oh, here we murder, go. Oh, yeah. look at that. Ro Rosie Greer. Rosie Greer has CTE and he's dead. Yep. Okay. <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> no, no. Lest anyone be half listening. Rosie Greer, I'm pretty sure is alive. And I, I have no actual record of him having CTE. So. Tom, did you just start one of those like celebrity, like celebrity death, death memes, the, the death memes that just get spread throughout the dying Facebook and then like the die book. Then I have to go on there and put like a Snopes. Like, no, this person is not dead. <laughs> you know, like, your uncle won't, won't listen to reason. Chris, yeah, exactly. Chris, we, we should be so lucky. We should be yeah. so lucky <laughs> that they could track a meme back to us. Um, but no, Rosie Greer, I just checked. Rosie He's Greer very much death. alive. That's oh, much that's alive. a good idea. Chris, Chris, Chris getting in the multi level marketing <laughs> scheme over here. <laughs> oh God. Here we go. Be the first. Do it. Do it right now. Do it. Right. <laughs> do it three days before this episode airs. <laughs> two. Right. Two. Anyway, uh, Rosie yes. Greer is alive. Rosie Greer is alive. I'm gonna keep repeating that. <laughs> but I don't know why I plucked his name out of the air. No, I just checked. It's he's alive. <laughs> you had to go research. Yeah, he's like 76 years old, but he's alive or 86. Cool. He's alive. Cool. All right, let's move on. Let's move yes, on. Before, let's move on. Okay, let's move on. We have uh, some. Uh, oh God, I lost the fucking rundown. Oh, there it is. We have some NBA news. Um, 
And uh, Kevin Love uh, from the Cleveland Cavaliers earlier in the year uh, missed some playing, missed some practices, a game or two. Um, they weren't. There was some speculation as to why. Uh, and he this week on the Players Tribune, Derek Jeter's uh, website, uh, released a, an article that he wrote himself uh, discussing, you know, what he's been going through. And he talked very candidly about his uh, struggles with anxiety and depression and mental illness and his uh, seeking therapy uh, for it. That's uh, unique for a professional athlete to talk about that kind of stuff. Yes. Thank you for that insightful commentary, Rick. He's not the I best co-host in the business for nothing. I was waiting for you to finish so I could have a moment, Jack and Abe. <laughs> Jesus. They don't call him the sus man for nothing, folks. Well, well, sorry, Tom. Sometimes you like to expound and extrapolate and go on for God knows about 35 minutes before anyone's allowed to get a word in edgewise. So I was just coordinating mm. with oh. you. Like, yes, oh. I, I have thoughts on this whenever you're ready. <laughs> Oh, hello, Kettle. This is Rick. You're black. Click. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. No, no. You couldn't possibly. You couldn't possibly. I stare at the damn waveforms here on, on GarageBand, and you and you guys and me are on separate tracks, and you know how much is your track for stretches of time as I edit the show? I mean, there's no way to validate any of this. So, uh, yeah, whatever you're saying isn't true. It's fine. Yeah, I don't have files that could back up my claim. Not at all. No, and you know what? We live in a post-factual world, That's so right. shut your mouth. So... That's right. The facts are whatever I say they are. <laughs> so. Anyway. What I would like to say about the situation is that I think that this is actually a fantastic uh, thing that uh, he has done. Uh, um to come out to, you know, we're, we're getting to a point with um, mental illness in general where people aren't afraid to talk about it. It's getting, it's getting to become, there's getting to be less of a stigma about it, yeah. And I think that's, that's wonderful. Um, I, I very much hope that we are achieving that um, and, and that we will continue to do so. <sighs> As far as the ramifications for him, though, I'm concerned about his ability to continue to play uh, in the NBA. Like, honestly, I, I wonder out loud if he's even going to be able to continue to have a job. Because of Because he's speaking illness? out about mental illness? Yeah, or because yes. teams are going to not want to sign him because of this. I, I Well, both, honestly. Honestly, well, first off, isn't that just blatant discrimination if that's the case? It is. Oh, yeah. No, if the NBA can, has never done that before. If he can prove it, it is. Um, but it's also, I mean, he's he's back and playing. He has been for months, and he's in therapy. So it hasn't inhibited his ability to come back and, and play. I don't know if he's playing at the level he used to play, but that's, nobody that's does. My, okay. All right. You know, I mean. That, that would have been my next question. Yeah, father time, you know. But it's. I think it's it's. Uh, look, professional athletes in general, no matter what we all say about them being pampered and spoiled and rich and whatever, are under an intense amount of pressure uh, to keep that alive. And so I'm certain that Kevin Love is not the only professional athlete dealing with anxiety issues and, and mental health issues. Um, I mean, look, if, it's, if it happens to, you know, Joe Sixpack and, and everybody else who has a regular job, you know, imagine doing your job on TV and getting, you know, all kinds of crap when you screw up. 
Like, of course you're going to have an issue. Yeah. And I agree with that 100%. Um, It's just sports. Sports culture Mm -hmm. is so machismo first and everything second. Absolutely. And I, I genuinely have to wonder if this isn't going to, you know, hurt him advertly. He might never play again. I, well, might never play for another team again after his contract runs out, if it hasn't already. Um, they don't like you upsetting the apple cart in the big four. It's true. They really, really, really don't. It's true. But I, I, I mean, you, if you look at in terms of the, of being, uh, socially progressive, the NBA has done a better job of that than the other big three. They had no, their and, first and, openly gay player, true. Uh, you know, who, who played for a couple of years after, you know, after he came out, it wasn't like he, you know, it's not like, um, Mike Sam in the NFL where he got, you know, was undrafted and, and had a hell of a time, uh, you know, getting a job anywhere. It was, you know, he, the, the NBA player who came out, whose name escapes me now, uh, you know, played, stayed on his team and, and played for a couple more years and got if signed I'm not by mistaken, another wasn't team. He, wasn't he British? No, no, no. That you're thinking of John Amici, the former Magic Center, who came out after he retired. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Pardon me. <clears throat> no, no, it's okay. It's, I mean, he, he came out around that same time or a little before that, but he had already retired. Um, so, I mean, in, you know, in the NBA is sort of embracing gambling um, you know, they're, they're, they're more progressive than the others, but yeah, it's still, um, it may, it may, he may get labeled a, a locker room problem because the other guys don't want to be around him. Will they just because a guy has anxiety sometimes, oh, sure. sometimes if you're a guy, like if there are some players who consciously or subconsciously athletes will feel like weakness is contagious and they'll look at somebody who has admitted any sort of weakness like they're broken and they don't want to be around them. Oh, they're like bringing the mojo down. Yeah. One yeah. Of those deals. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it could be that a team, you know, if that happens, say if that happens in Cleveland, now that he's come out like this, um, come out about his mental illness, I should say. Um, <laughs> if that happens in Cleveland, even a little bit, you know, there are teams that could use that as an excuse and say, well, we didn't want the disruption. Um, I don't know, I, Chris, you're, you know, you're an MMA guy in individual sports is, is what do you think would happen if, you know, let's say, uh, a, a UFC champion came out about their issues with, you know, mental illness. Um, I mean, it's just, it's one of the, I, it's different than with team sports sure. uh, when it comes to individual sports. I think a lot, a large part of like, it's embraced, I would say, I mean, almost like, if you continue to train and, and we'll kind of get into it later with the whole, like the idea of like the, the, the lifestyle, you know, like the MMA lifestyle, jujitsu lifestyle, the martial arts lifestyle in general. But like, I feel as though, especially when it comes to something like jujitsu, maybe a little bit less in MMA, just because of like the sort of, uh, try to put it lightly, like the douchebaggery sort of involved with it. And there <laughs> okay. is there is some well, machismo involved with MMA as well. Well, it's, it's, sure. it's yeah, of course. It's very heavy on the you know mm-hmm. MMA is incredibly heavy on uh on the machismo for sure. I don't think anyone would disagree with that. Right, but there's a certain amount of like stigma, if you want to call it that, but association with martial arts and like self perfection that you're overcoming things more so that like it's. Embrace that if you have, I mean, there are guys who have literally come back from the brink of death. Mm-hmm. People who have, you know, been homeless and, and 
what have you, uh, drug addicts. And there's, it's always like it, it makes for a good story to see them overcome that and be successful in the cage. Um, so I don't, I don't think, and, and quite frankly, like I, I, and Rick, you can speak to this now too, that you train a lot more, um, that there's, that the team atmosphere is different. That, especially at the gyms where I've trained, there's a certain amount of, if somebody's down, other people want to help bring them up. Um, um, not yeah, speaking, them, you know, well, speaking entirely from my own experience, I mean, I, I can't, I can't speak to other gyms, but one of the reasons why I, you know, I'm always crowing about the jungle more than anything, honestly, is because <clears throat> I was in that situation. You know, I, Tom knows this. I'm pretty sure you know this. I don't know if everyone knows this, but I was in a situation where I was told matter of factly that not only would I not be able to do sports anymore, I was never going to be able to run again, period, uh, when I broke my back. And now I'm a green belt in BJJ and I've started kickboxing. And a lot of that has to do with people like you guys who are in my life and the team that I train with who are always just very happy whenever I stroll through the door. And it doesn't matter if I'm there to do a lot of work or not, which is why I think that Kevin Love needed to do this, but also we needed him to do it. Does that does that make sense to anyone else? Like, yeah, he we have to, to start do this for himself. This. But yeah, absolutely. If we're gonna erase the stigma, and look, I think we're all well aware that we have a mental health care problem in the country. You can look at things happening in society, and you can see that. Um, and part of fixing that is erasing the stigma that goes with it. And this will help. You know, I mean, if somebody that's high profile like this can can come out and be frank about what's happening to them, um, while it may not do great things for him personally in the near term, it's he's ultimately doing a good for society writ large. Yeah, for sure. Like it's he may end up a martyr because of it, but mm -hmm. in the grand scheme of things, I think it's hard for society, like you said, to view somebody coming out about personal issues to try to, you know, just be open about it. <laughs> you know, it's, it'll be like, who's the asshole that's going to be like shooting that down. You know what I mean? Like who, who, oh, who I'm sure he's out there. Be? I'm sure that out, that asshole is out there somewhere. <laughs> sure. You know, it's just, sure. it's just, it's a douchebag thing to do. You it know, is. like it absolutely he's, is. he's going to come out a hero in this. And, and regardless of what happens, because if he, only good can come of this on his end, I believe. Yeah, let's hope so. Let's hope so. Um, you know, despite, I'm sure there are going to be hecklers that are going to give him some kind of shit, but... Yes, of course. There are because, always, God forbid, there are always those guys. It. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, there are always jackasses like that. Of course. Um, Mostly wear Yankee hats. Anyway, oh, so let's move on. Oh, Lord. Really? Really? What? What? Really? Got more really? to talk about, right? I figured you'd hide the dagger behind the cloak for a little while longer. Ah, why bother? Yeah, you already know it's why there. Bother? Why bother? We're a couple days away from the Ides of March. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, we have a little more NBA stuff to talk about, and Rick's favorite player, Derek Rose, is... Whoa, uh... when did this happen? <laughs> Rick's favorite player, Derek Rose, is speaking out against people like Rick who don't think he should play anymore. <laughs> Well, you know, <laughs> he's uh, after being traded from the Cavs to the Timberwolves, he's getting ready to hit the floor again for the first time, I guess, this year or the first time in a while. Um, and he is saying, uh, 
He is motivated to show the doubters he can still play. Big time, quote. He says, Big I'm time. 29. Quote, I'm 29. They're acting like I'm 39. I'm still able yeah. to push the ball up the floor. They're acting like I'm in a wheelchair. <laughs> my physical, um, they couldn't believe how my body was in good shape. Had the greatest physical ever. They said I was in amazing shape. <laughs> no one could believe Look, how great a condition I, a I note, was in. I have a note from my doctor. It says I'm in the best shape of anyone ever. <laughs> Caligula, no. Hercules, no. Only me, Derek Rose. <laughs> oh, yeah. We have maligned Derek Rose very much on this show multiple times. Uh because of all of his injuries and his inability to seemingly stay, you know, on the floor. <laughs> I, I don't malign him. I'm concerned for him. And I don't think he gets it. Like, I'm, I mean, you're asking a lot out of your body to play a high level sport, any sport, period. When you start breaking down at 22, 23, 24, when you've been injured more than you've not been injured before 30, bro, like, I know that pain. I understand, but it's time to move along. I'm sorry, but it's true. Uh, you may be right. Derek Rose, honey badgers the shit out of this, though. He don't, he don't give a fuck. Like, he's going well, to keep trying to play. Because he he wants to prove something to himself that, you know, he can still do it. I I don't fault him for that. Um, You know, it's that. You have to think that way as a professional. Exactly. That's the kind of drive that got him to where he was before he was hurt. Yeah, sure. It's just sort of the the, the thing I was was talking with someone the other day about just regarding like MMA fighters in general. Right. If you if you're an active fighter, whether it's on the amateur level, on the pro level, whatever it is. You have to be one of two things, right? Like delusional in a sense that you believe that you can do it and you sure. can't or whatever it is. Or you just got to be kind of like fucking crazy, right? Like who the fuck wants to get hit for a living or for fun for that matter? Or for fun, mm. yeah. yeah so, like, <laughs> what are you getting at, Chris? What are so we talking about? You got to have to like believe that you can do it. Because I know quite a few people who, you know, I'm probably a little more athletic than I'm probably a little more physically talented and skilled then, but I choose not to compete just because I value my sanity and my body. But they they go out there and they compete and they may win, they more often not lose. But they will they keep doing it. They may just love doing that, that you know, but but if you talk to them, they end up telling you this these sort of like interesting um excuses as to why, you know, they were actually the superior fighter, but they lost because of this or because of that. So you have to you have to believe that in order to continue doing it. Otherwise you just wouldn't do it. Right. Like, and that's exactly what this guy's doing. Well, that he's trying to sell tickets for the Timberwolves too. I mean, nobody wants to go see, you know, broken down Derek Rose. They want to see MVP Derek Rose. So it's not like he's going to get out there and go, man, I can't wait to start with the, the Timberwolves this week. I, uh, I feel like I might be at 28%. I might throw a, a half court shot instead of trying to dribble it up the court. He's not going to say any of that stuff. Or he actually believes it. I mean, yes, yes, I you hope are he correct. Does. I mean, I, I hope he does. From a, just from a, a personal development standpoint, you know, like he, I, I hope he goes out and does well. And in addition to selling a bunch of tickets. <laughs> yes. Well, 
We shall see. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So uh, we'll move on now to uh, some fight sports stuff. And Chris, you sent us this story right after we finished last week's show. And uh, it's uh, I, I, it's interesting because it's sort of it transcends it's the a, MMA thing in a, in a sense because it's it's well it's, it's a non-story but it's funny nonetheless. It's a hell of a funny story. It exactly. Yeah, is. yeah. It's, it exactly it's not really is. news, but it's just it's funny if you sort of like follow the the backstory. Behind it. Yeah. By the way, Mackenzie Dern um is a, is a world champion in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Uh, has been fighting MMA for the past couple of years now, and has been pretty pretty successful. Um, they're not they're not deeming her like the the second coming of like Ronda Rousey or anything by any means. But you know, it, it, she's she recently had her like sort of what is the whole thing? It's not called it's not like a coming out, but like it's a just a big. She's day had her day. coming out party. You could say coming out party. I think that's reasonable. She's her had coming her out coming party. out party. Yeah, like yeah. you know, within Invicta and and just had it in the, uh, the UFC last week. And she's got a big following, you know, like she's she's especially amongst jujitsu people just because it's we're always proud to see somebody make it from our world in, in today's sort of like more uh, strike, strike based. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like just the way that the rules are and whatnot. And just um, and so either way, she's just to give you a little backstory. It, <laughs> so she's made in the UFC finally. Um, Mackenzie Dern, the young 20s. Born and raised in Arizona, speaks perfect English, but sort of strange because, like, over the years, in the past probably three or four years, if you follow, like, her interviews, she goes from speaking perfect English, as anybody would, anybody can that's raised in the public school system and whatnot, and over time, if you listen to her talk today, she sounds like a Brazilian. Yeah. Sort of well, she spent a lot of time in Brazil, right? Like I read the article. She's been sure. she's been down there a long time, right? Yeah, but so it's it's funny because like she, it's it's, I don't know how much of that actually happens. I mean, like I, I can't speak for it because I've not lived in another country. But over the course of a couple of years, do you even the, like I there are American or excuse me British people who I know who live here in America, and they they've lived here for decades now but they don't sound american like i can still tell them well they, you can okay so i i actually believe it or not and i actually have some people that i work with on a regular basis who they've sort of you know they, they they're british expats so they've lost over time like 20 years they've lost their uh, their accent so i mean it, it's possible this is kind of like in reverse but it's possible so you've got like this Dern, Laura Dern, Ezekiel Dern. I don't know, Dern. You've got Dern, whatever. Laura what Dern is, is the lady from Jurassic Park, I believe. Correct. Isn't that Dr. Ellie Sattler? Correct, sir. And she was also in uh, the last Star Wars movie. Yes, yeah, she was. Fuck. General Admiral. General lady. Admiral? General Admiral Sacrifice, right? Like. <laughs> spoiler alert. Anyway, anyway. I, uh. My point is, is that, it, you know, you, you can lose your voice on this. You could you could change. Yes, but you can change. But when you speak both fluently Portuguese and English, why? Why do you have an, a translator? I, the translator Standard was there. First, OK, again, 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 your website is clickbaity bullshit. 
The story was that the translator was there, but it's true. The story was that your your the translator was there, and it was like, oh, why did she need a translator? She she was she was trying to do her best effort to be part of the community. Like she could speak English perfectly, right? Right. Yes, yes. she can speak English perfectly. But why didn't she? Because she was trying to endear herself to her fan base. But that's not what your stupid website was trying to impart. Well, well that's the thing, though. If you scroll down, there's the video of her explaining why she yeah. had the translator. And she says, like, I have more Portuguese fans, Brazilian fans, than I do American fans. And it seemed like they wanted me to speak Portuguese for them, and so the translator was going to translate into English for the American fans. But she can speak English and Portuguese. Like she doesn't. But need to she doesn't. Oh. But that's the thing. Uh, but then know, she's. Wait, wait, wait. Then it makes it that much longer if she's got to say a whole thing in Portuguese and then say it in English. If the translator translates into English as she's speaking, then everyone hears it at the same time. It it cuts down on the time used for. Mm, and but when that's you're, not how they typically do it in the UFC. Okay, but this isn't the UFC. Right? But it is the UFC. Hmm? Right? Wasn't that this, is the UFC. Isn't this like a, a feeder league or something? Like no, 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 no. She made her... her this was a her, UFC was fight? Out party in the UFC, yeah. Like, it was her first well, UFC fight. Maybe they decided to, you know, speed up the process. Make it look stupid. For people who noticed. <laughs> I mean, like, the average, the average person didn't notice the fucking translator just standing there awkwardly. But, you know... But you noticed, and you're upset, and that's cute. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's so funny. It's, just, it's weird. It's like a. It's like a. It's like a minor MAGA invasion of of MMA here. <laughs> she can speak American. She can speak American perfectly, and Portuguese perfectly. That's the thing. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's I love. I love the outrage. The outrage is yes. hysterical to me. Faux outrage is my favorite kind. <laughs> Foat rage. Foat rage. Coming Foat to rage. a theater near you. Foat rage. <laughs> they <laughs> thought he was dead, but it was Foat rage. <laughs> I'm sure Dwayne Johnson will be in that movie. Starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson as the Foat Rageous. <laughs> and it will make $150 million in its opening weekend because he farts and that's what happens. This weekend, if you see one fart rock movie, you must see Foot Rage. Which, ironically, I did watch. I started to watch two rock movies this week. Of, of neither of which I finished, but Baywatch. <laughs> oh, Baywatch? Oh. No, man. That, oh. Why do you hate yourself, Chris? I don't I know. know. Man, You're a good like, person. Like, you know that, right? You could have you just banged your head in like against Coco. the wall for an hour. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Coco, Connor might want to watch this with me. And then after like five minutes, I'm like, I've heard this is like really emotional. So I'm just yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. God forbid. God forbid we feel anything ever. I don't want to be sitting. I mean, like I did that. Okay. So just as y'all know. I'm <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Down oh, God. the rabbit hole we go. Yeah, yes, we did. Yeah, so, I like, Look, I, 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 I found myself I left my keys in for here. emotions at now being a new father. Because like, for example, you know. Stacey and I, when when we were when she was pregnant with Connor, like six months in or something, we're sitting there, we're watching the movie like Arrival, which you know neither of us really get teary eyed during movies. And then the end of the movie comes, and it's like spoiler alert. Um, 
it, it's all about time and she knew that the, the child was going to pass away and whatnot but she decides to kind of go with it and have the baby anyway just knowing what's going to happen right so it's like oh the love of a parent and all that stuff and so like Stacey and I are just sitting there like bawling our eyes out and then so you know fast forward several months where uh Connor's born Stacy goes out and I'm sitting there watching Guardians of the Galaxy 2 with yes Connor. yes yeah. now there's a movie that'll uh, break your heart <laughs> yeah so Stacy she's coming home and she's she's I'm sitting there watching the movie with Connor and my, he's a baby. So he has no fucking clue what's going on, but I'm enjoying myself watching the movie mm-hmm. and the whole like Yondu thing about like the daddy and the father and all that stuff. And I'm just sitting there like, <laughs> <laughs> like what are you watching? I'm like, oh, Disney, the David's really the daddy. He loves <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, yes, that, that's why I turned off Coco. Cause I, I, I couldn't bear I've only got so much quota of emotion for the week. What? And I really <laughs> only have so much emotion for the week. <laughs> I must but, only I must only shed four tears this week, or I will be seen as less <laughs> of a man. <laughs> wow. Well, I have. I just. I have. No, I don't know what to say there. I, so I really like, don't. Let's go watch some boobies instead. Nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. Different kind of emotion. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was the other rock movie that you couldn't finish? Uh, uh Jumanji. Oh, I just kind of got. I was like, you know what? I like. I want to watch this with Stacy because you know we both enjoyed that movie growing up. So we'll see how we like this one. And I just, I was like, you know, I'll just, I'll turn this off for the time being. Gotcha. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's move on to geek stuff, nerd stuff. Speaking of foot rage. Uh, we got a clearer look at the new Shazam costume and some more <laughs> set photos this week. <laughs> and uh, all right, let's let's start first. Now that you've seen the whole costume, just the costume in general, what do you guys think of it? The costume in general looks, looks fabulous. Good. Yeah, yeah. It, you guys... it is it is comic book accurate as comic book accurate gets. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I'm not going to be that nerd who's like, oh, it's too comic book accurate now. That's, that's just <laughs> jackassery, so I'm not going to do that. Did you guys catch the little, uh, the talkie tawny Easter egg on the fasteners for his cape? Yes, I did. The oh. little, uh, the, the little tiger lines. heads. Tigers, thank oh, you. Man. Tigers, pardon me. Yeah, the two, the two little uh, attachments for the cape have tigers on them. Um... Okay, so now we'll get into the whole, oh my god, like, <laughs> I've never seen somebody change their tune on Twitter as fast as you did this week, Rick. Well, it's because I was found out. Could it be that somebody <laughs> somewhere talked reason into you? I hate to admit it, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> who, who was this, this angel, this wonderful individual? Wow, apparently somebody's reading his own clippings. <laughs> I have a clip service that reads them for me. <laughs> they only give me the good clippings though. Exactly. I don't want to hear any negative clippings. Exactly. Exactly. It's a it's I'm gonna be president someday and I only need to hear the good news. Well, that, that was that was the, the joke that I was I, going with. Yeah, I know. It, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, okay. Great. Anyway, anyway, yes, I I listened to your your points and there were a number of them that were correct and I could not deny that fact, so I had to uh, readjust my thinking a little. Um uh, my biggest anger issue is that I thought that he <laughs> looked 
not good enough. Uh, like he was too thin or too weird looking or whatever the case may be. He looks um, gangly, like old yes. man body in that first photo. Yes. Like the side shot. And and what I saw was there was a lot of extra room in the costume and a lot of, you know, eh, eh, I didn't like it. Um, and what Tom pointed out was that he's not the only one. There are lots of people who have that. Uh, and uh, uh, Superman is one of them. And I didn't have an argument. Superman is one of them. Yeah, so, I mean, and Henry yeah. Cavill was pretty huge in that movie in Man of Steel. Now, and, uh, now that we've gotten that, that out way. of the way, I, I will say <laughs> now that we now that we've gotten the logic out of the way, let's well, get to the here's the rage. thing. Okay, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like honestly, okay, he doesn't look like a superhero as a person. And I know we've been over this. The John Cena body, blah 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 blah. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I'm aware. I am aware. But his arms, his chest, he's got the he, his his costume has abs. Yeah, he that, doesn't. Those are, right. Well, I mean, we don't know that. We don't know how tight the costume is. We have no those clue. Are not, we do know how tight abs. the costume is. You pointed that out. There's, there's those are not human abs. I'm looking at. There's that. like three levels to the costume, much as okay. the same way you pointed out that there's like three levels to. Well, no, that wasn't. Costume. You missed my point. That wasn't what I was pointing out. I was pointing out the fact that if you look at, okay, this suit. If you look at the material, it looks exactly like like the the Man of Steel Superman. The, the material, yeah, yeah. So, which is sort of the modern day, yeah, superhero. So like even Spider Man's like that too, right? Yeah, and if you yeah. look, and if you look at the the spot where we're looking on the collar, you know, the collar of the Shazam outfit where Zachary Levi's like the suit ends, and you can see like the top of Zachary Levi's like collarbone in his neck. It looks like the suit is very thick there, and so it makes him look like he's you know inside of like a costume with foam muscles on it but the emblem is the emblem goes right up to the collar there and the emblem is very thick the lightning bolt whereas yes. if you look at the top of henry cavill's superman outfit you have the top of the s and then you have some of that blue skin tight material so it's not as thick up there and so it's hard to tell whether there is more suit than man here with shazam because it could be an optical illusion from the lightning bolt emblem being sewn onto the costume. That was my point, is that we don't know. Like, just that one photo is not something where we can judge how tight this costume really is. Maybe his arms are that big. Maybe his abs are that big. Actors hey. take HGH all the time. Look, man. I don't, he's, not a, he's not a professional bodybuilder. Those no, are not he's not. Abs. But these guys take, like, HGH in Hollywood to get big for these movies because... Man. I mean, I'm so looking it's possible. at perfectly symmetrical abs in that one photo. It's like ro column one, row two, in that little, like, Sean yeah, O'Neill Yeah, I see what you're there, talking right? about. Yeah, I see Those what you're talking about. Those are not human abs, man. Like, I, I, I followed enough bodybuilding back in the day where abs aren't built that way. Maybe, maybe not. We really, but it's impossible to tell. It's really, no, it, it we is, don't know. it is, like. I'd like to see a closer shot of that where the one where he's standing on top of the cop car. Yeah. Well, that and that image, that image where he's standing on top of the cop car and the hoods over his head, that is from the books. Like they did a good job recreating that image. That is gorgeous. Um, so I 
it's a really weird thing as a guy who's had body image problems his whole life to look at some dude in a foam suit and be like, yeah, you're too spindly. So I, I'm, I'm at a very difficult crossroad here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah. I kind of want to call shit bullshit on him on the same token. That isn't very fair of me. So I don't know what to do. And there. Uh, we'll see you in 20, 20, 2025 when this movie comes out. Huh? <laughs> yeah. next, it's next year. It's 2019. Right. After, after The Rock buys the entire Shazam franchise and makes it, you know, a continuation of the Fast and Furious. Ooh, somebody should just make The Rock verse at this point. Oh, God. A shared universe? It would be like. Of him. all of The Rock's characters? Yeah, it would be like what? Uh, the guy from. What, what, okay, how many franchises has this guy been in? Uh, a lot. Yeah, I can't even count. But it's got to start with the rundown guy. Like, cause it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Best yeah Beck, Beck. Every Mr. movie Beck. he's ever done. Mr. Beck needs to be in this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I will say his stature is there. I, it's kind of interesting to see Sivana the same height as him, though. Because I've always thought Sivana is supposed to be like a midget. Yeah. Like, they, right? in, picking, in picking Mark Strong to play Sivana, they were not going to get a small guy. Mark Strong is not exactly a slouch in the, the stature department physicality. Yeah, I'm talking about Sinestro. That... You mean Sinestro? Sinestro's yeah. in this? Yeah, Sinestro plays Dr. Sivana. Yeah. Well, I, like, I like Sinestro. He's going to have the yellow power ring. Are they going to... Maybe they'll shrink him like in an early battle, you know, like... It's or is possible, that, you think they but... just have to change that because something like that, like a sort of traditional mad scientist, doesn't work in today's. Yeah, like, I, I, think, I mean, I think let's that's not part of it. That... Like you need you you need the vil- the hero and the villain to sort of fight each other. Like that's kind of the thing now. Like you can't have the mad scientist controlling what a giant robot or something. Right. And it doesn't look good if if you know your hero is uh, punching a little person. Right. <laughs> it doesn't look either. That's a very good point. <laughs> <laughs> so they had to kind of, I think they had to tweak that. That's like, you know, we probably won't see uh, Talky Tawny like, like we know him from the comic books in this. You know, yeah, it's going to be, be a little Easter egg like that, you know. Battle Cat reference. I like it. I like it. Yeah, can't go wrong with Battle Cat. So I, I, the, the lesson here is what? Wait and see. Wait and see. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's hard. It's hard to do hard to do, but kind of have to. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So speaking of wait and see and more DC vote rage, we have uh, had a little bit of uh, news this week. Uh, They have cast the villain for Wonder Woman two. Yes. It is confirmed. It is Kristen Wiig as Cheetah. Interesting. Uh, yeah, that was my initial thought. That interesting. is interesting casting, for sure. What? What? Why would you think interesting? Just added. What? What are your thoughts? Like, um, why, why was I, that? Your- I think it's an interesting choice in that she's not known for uh, doing physically demanding movie roles. She's known for her comedic talents. Um, it was not probably anyone. She was not on probably anyone's short list or wish list in terms of fandom for who would play Cheetah. You know, I and think... if I could, uh, right there, uh, when I informed my wife about that selection, she immediately scoffed and I think put a voodoo curse on, on Christopher. <laughs> like, I can't be certain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's a like, lot what? of very being very quick to judge 
uh, superhero movies in your house. <laughs> we are true nerds, Tom. Okay. Uh, evidently. Rage is evidently. A real thing. Like, I, I remember you guys writing off Suicide Squad a year early. I mean, like, wrote look it, how right we were. Wrote it off like a childcare expense. Just whoosh, whoosh, done. <laughs> Deduct this from my life. We're out. And, 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 and were we correct? I, I would argue not entirely. Because <laughs> you can't be wrong. <laughs> no, no, because I don't think the movie is the worst movie ever. I, but I think there's some value in it, but it's not, it was not, um, what one would call good. <laughs> Listen to you. Listen to you and your <laughs> mental gymnastics. It wasn't the most awful thing hey, look, ever. Man, it I wasn't more... a 1936 propaganda film. I, yeah, it wasn't like a Lenny Rothenstein movie. Like, <laughs> look, man, I like, have more I've gold medals. Worse things. I have more gold medals in mental gymnastics than Michael Phelps. Okay, <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. Anyway, it's look. My whole self-image is just a very delicate house of cards. Okay, you just—it's very. I've curated it, and just—it's just so. Like, and you can't—I—I I can't let anything pull one because the whole thing falls down. It's just bad. Fabulous, isn't that great? <laughs> healthy um, too, very healthy. yes, most the most health. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually okay with this because, um, oh, I can't remember her name. There's. One of the actresses who is uh, Paul, Lauren, Pauline. So I can't remember who it is, but on um, one of my and my wife's favorite shows is, of course, um, American Horror Story. And one of the main characters used to be uh, a comedy character person as well and is not anymore. And I can't remember her damn Are you name talking about Sarah my... Paulson? Sarah Paulson, yes. Yeah, she's so, done comedies. Yeah, she did comedies yeah, early in her career. Yeah. Yeah. And and she's transitioned very well into not just a horror, uh, you know, sh genre, but just out of comedy altogether. And, of course, there's been hundreds of, you know, funny people, as it were, who um, have transitioned perfectly into less comic-based roles. Um, and there's one other thing here that I think really needs to be remembered. Um, Wonder Woman was really, really good, so th it gets a pass. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I mean, like that's sure. kind of how I feel. Is that Patty Jenkins did such an awesome job with the first one? If she thinks Kristen Wiig should be Cheetah, she's earned she's earned credibility with me to where I'll I'll follow her down this rabbit hole. Yeah, who would have thought Jenny from Forrest Gump would have been an amazing general of the Amazon army? Exactly. Right? I mean, well, I mean, if you've seen House of Cards, you know Robin Wright can act. Uh, uh, <laughs> excuse me, you guys are talking about uh 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 you know Princess Bride, all right? It's all kind of true. Also that. Thank you. Fair. Also that. But but you're right. I mean, you have a point, Chris. It's you know who would have thought Michael Keaton could have been Batman? You know there was outrage over that. That was that's I mean, what there's, everyone there's goes outrage to. over Heath Ledger being the Joker. Exactly. I mean, there, was. there was. There was at the tons. time. There was a massive yeah. amount of it. So I mean, it, it, you know, these these directors know something we don't. Oftentimes. Right. Or they know that, you know, the characters can, can people, the actors can do this crazy thing called acting. Act. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, they, they obviously saw something in Kristen Wiig that made them think that she was good for 
the ver whatever version of Cheetah that they're putting in the movie. You know, we also haven't seen the script, so we don't know what the characterization yeah, is like. Yeah, because there have been multiple iterations of Cheetah. Yeah, so... like four or five. One of them was a dude, wasn't it? Yeah, it was in 80s. Yeah. Or 90s. <laughs> yeah, so, was I mean... the same time that Wonder Woman was uh, a working girl and, you know, working nine to five. Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, but, so, Diana I mean, Britt. Cheetah has varied wildly in her interpretation, yeah, I mean, so... Her origin probably is as unique and, and varies as much as Wonder Woman's herself, so... Yeah, like, exactly. That's like a very good point, too. You know, she's gone from the molded from clay to the basically being a demigod. You know I mean? It's like, there's a lot of different iterations of that as well, so... We'll, we'll yeah. see, you know, yeah. like, because she can definitely play like this sort of like nerdy scientist. She's done that in, in Ghostbusters, exactly, you know, exactly. like archaeologist, but and that is you know, one she, version of Cheetah. But. Is she the cheese that goes crunch? Oh God. Okay, moving on. <laughs> moving on. I was waiting. One hour in, Shecky showed up. I was Aww. waiting. All right, so we'll continue now. Uh, we've got a little bit of a, uh, well, all right. <laughs> We're a few weeks away from Ready Player One hitting theaters, and uh, they released some nostalgia posters. Like, they're posters for classic movies, but they're, you know, Ready Player One eyes, like Back to the Future, and uh, uh, there were others. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. But the, as you put it, Rick, the backlash on Twitter was meaty. <laughs> it, oof, it was, uh, oof. and that's that's the thing here. It's it's you know it's it's uh, once again fandom is showing its seedy underbelly because no one outside of the people making this movie and maybe some focus groups have seen this movie. The critics haven't seen it yet. It doesn't come out for uh, two more weeks. Uh, Nobody's seen it. They've seen commercials and they've seen this ad campaign and people are already like, it's all references strung together and oh, member berries. And, and look, some of the tweets have uh, against the movie have been funny. Um, I'll, I, they have, they really have. Um, I'll, I'll read a couple here. There's uh, let's see the one, the one I found the funniest was, uh, oh Jesus. Where was it? Oh, here it is. Trying to watch Ready Player One, but I can't hear the dialogue over the whispering of guys in the theater explaining <laughs> the references to their dates. <laughs> That's, yeah. That's from a, a, tw a Twitter user known as David Malky. <laughs> um, but there were ones like that. Or there was another guy who uh, said, oh, this is my, my rejected theme song from Ready Player One. And it's basically him rapping a bunch of like, remember this, remember that? over like a Casio stock uh, keyboard riff and then him playing like the notes to Mary Had a Little Lamb in the middle of it. Kind of funny. Um, but that's kind of, this is, you know, what people think about this movie from seeing the ad campaign. Um, I've read the book. It's more than that, but it's being marketed as, member, member, it's all in one movie. And And that's... I can't believe I'm going to say this. Working. That's not fair to the movie, but it is what it is. Well, that's right. the thing. And how many times have we, especially movies we've talked about on this show, said, you know, the studios don't do a good job of marketing some of these movies, and they screw it before it ever hits the theater. And this may be oh, this one of Oh, this has definitely those. been screwed. I mean, <laughs> it's look, it's Steven Spielberg, so it's going to yeah. make money. It'll sell, yeah. It'll sell. Uh, but... 
yeah, it's, I mean, they're, they may be hurting this movie by having this. And I don't think they counted on this. I think, I don't think they counted on this anti-nostalgia sort of backlash. But is the anti-nostalgia just louder? It, and you're probably right. It's probably not as widespread. It's probably just louder. That's it's like always, echo, that is often like what happens with up, these things. Right, like. It's often what happens. Nobody's going to cover the excitement around a movie before it comes out. Like, oh my God, everyone on Twitter is so positive about this trailer. Um, yeah, it's more fun just to be- Well, but, but wait, 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 guys, guys, like honestly, and then we could, you know, put a little bow tie on this. Do you think maybe relying on the, hey, the Iron Giant's in this, and hey, there's this, da, 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 da. Do, don't you think that, and, and this all goes back to the studio, not the movie itself, that it's not that the backlash was louder or it's not that the anger was louder. This was really poorly done by the people who are supposed to know this. Like this is Unicron in its purest form, not understanding what its people actually want. Am I wrong here? I don't, I don't think you're wrong necessarily. I think it's a, it's a gross miscalculation on their part, but I don't think anyone anticipated that the nostalgia craze would be over this quickly. Like if this had, if these, if this marketing campaign had come out uh, two, three years ago, maybe one year ago, uh, people might've reacted differently, but we're at this, we're at like nostalgia saturation apparently. And so people are just, bah, bah, I hate this. Stop force feeding me nostalgia. And it's like, yeah, you guys kind of made transformers into a multi-billion dollar movie franchise. So, well, the 30 somethings who had the disposable income were all, sort of getting to that midway between, you know, 30 and 40 point or beyond it for some of us. And uh, we're also, nobody wants to go to the movie theater to watch, you know, a book no, that's, anymore. That's you. You don't want to go to the movie theater anymore. Uh, most people don't want to go to the theater. No, you don't want to go to the movie theater. Yeah, I'm most people. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. I don't know about that part, but... You are you are correct in that it's it's I think it, it's clear some people are just tired of nostalgia and for whatever By the reason. Way, before we before we move on to our our lightnings round. Ah yes, there is uh, an anime that is called Sword Art Online that I realize Ready Player One has pretty much stolen almost all of its ideas from. When so. did this anime come out? A few years ago. How many years ago? Because the book yeah, came out I, years I, ago as well. What, what was the book? I have no idea about it, honestly. Ready when did Player, the book come The out? book Ready Player yeah. One came out in... Give me a second. I think it was 2012. Did sort 2011. Online. Ready Player One came out in 2011. Debut. I got the internet here. I have the yes. entire internet in my hands. Oh, good. Sort Out Online debuted... In 2009, as a manga. Okay. But, I mean, that's like saying uh, well, I mean, Hunger Games ripped off Battle that... Royale or whatever it was, yeah, right? Well, people come up with the same idea all the time. But exactly. my point is is that you should you should watch Sword Art Online because it's, it's a really good anime. Moving on. <laughs> <sighs> anyway. All right. Lightning round. Lightning hey, round. Hey, hey, hey. We had a lot of stuff happen. Uh, speaking of lightning... Um, it's funny, it, it, sad funny in a way. Last week we talked about the Rocketeer animated series, and there was a reference to the '90s Flash show on our uh, on our show. And this week we find out that uh, Paul DeMeo, who 
co-wrote the screenplay for The Rocketeer and co-created the Flash television series, uh, died last month, a couple <laughs> of weeks ago. Do we call this the, um, the those two jerks jinx? Well, no, because he was <laughs> two jinx? He, he evidently was already dead and he just had not been publicly announced at the time. Okay, right. All right. <laughs> I, oh, I feel terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I don't think you can I'm call sorry it the a state of Paul DeMeo, that's the case. <laughs> but uh yeah paul DeMeo, uh you know obviously he you know co-wrote rocketeer and co-created flash but he also worked on uh the sentinel uh human target which was another comic adaptation in the 90s and viper another show that's been maligned on our show uh excuse me we all remember i just said how much i liked viper not two <laughs> weeks ago so no i thought you were talking about how much you hated viper no, and I then you made Viper. fun of me for having the Viper comic book. No, I was jealous. I you only know. hear what you want to hear. It's like I don't my wife. think so. I don't think so. I have to go back and hear the tape now. Yeah, for God's sake. Anyway, um, he and his writing partner Danny Bilson also wrote the Flash, Fastest Man Alive title for DC Comics uh, in '06, which is after well, that was, that was the, when uh, Bart Allen became the Flash. Yeah, for twelve issues. Um, and I didn't know this, but Paul DeMeo worked in the video game industry for a long time and produced several of The Sims video games. Um, and Renaissance so Man. Huh? Oh, he he wrote Renaissance Man? No, I'm no, saying, no, like, he was I'm a saying, Renaissance, like, Renaissance oh, Man, is what I'm oh. saying. Yes, yes, I would say he's, so. He's he, Captain Transmedia there. Yeah, right? he definitely, he, he wrote, uh, you know, uh, more than uh, most people knew. Um, he also was a screenwriting professor at USC. Um, so they, he died very unexpectedly. He was, you know, fairly young. Only he was 64. Um, yeah. So, you know, sad, uh, especially I mean, he created so much of like stuff that I loved when I was, you know, a little kid. And, and I have every issue of his run on the flash. Um, so, yeah, so it was sad, unexpected news. I think Rick summed it up best when he texted the news to Chris and I this week and said, holy shit, Paul DeMeo is dead. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I had to look him up to be honest. But I, when well, I yeah. we had literally just talked about his stuff yeah. when I, I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, anyway. exactly. It's shocking. And I looked way. up Paul DeMeo and a and a bodybuilder came up, and I was like, "Why are we? Why do we care?" But then, <laughs> oh, then I spelled it correctly, and I was like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> way to go spelling. That's, I think that's an idea for a new segment: misspelled googling with Chris. Yeah, that's, uh, Chris like, Google is something we're talking about on the show. death matter to us? I mean, <laughs> did Rick have some sort of strange, another weird wrestling connection with this guy? He There's Googles, always a weird wrestling connection, Chris. He Googles Richard Sherman, and he gets one of the guys that wrote the songs for Mary Poppins. <laughs> like, what? Right. Why do we care about that guy? <laughs> anyway, moving on in the lightning round here, De uh, Rob Liefeld. Uh, is still getting money for things, and I don't know why. Um, but Netflix is going to start making television series out of his extreme comics universe from the God. 90s. Is what that, a terrible I mean, idea. That, they have to sell off the Marvel shit that they're like, oh, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta find something. Well, I, I think they're still gonna have the rights to the Marvel series they already have, but I'm sure. Anything... And didn't they already buy the Millar universe too? Well, they well yeah. they yeah they did. Uh, Mark Millar signed a deal with Netflix as well. Look, Netflix man, they need content. They gotta fill that sucker up. 
I, yeah, I mean... Well, the, the verse at least has, like, some varying stories. The only thing that Rob Liefeld brought to the Extreme Universe was he just ripped Youngblood. off all the books that he was working on at Marvel when they threw them out. Or if they do... I mean, Supreme was, you know, when Alan Moore wrote it, at least, was a fantastic Superman analog. So maybe we can get finally get a good Superman show on television mm-hmm. that's not a soap opera and not you know, crappy Superboy from the 90s? Maybe? Or or do you think they're not going to go with that? They'll go with, like... I think you're asking a lot. Young, you know, you're asking a lot. Profit and other garbage. I mean, not garbage, just different... No, different well, yeah, no you're like, right. They're, garbage they're... was correct. <laughs> Will they cut off all the feet in the filming of it? <laughs> do you think they'll do that? How, what is their... Po- I got to know what their pocket... Yeah, uh, uh, expense so capitalist. That's gonna be that's gonna be their post show, uh, like wrap up talk show. Like their Talking Dead is gonna be called So Many Pockets. That's what it'll right. be called. Why not just call it Pocket Dead? <laughs> oh. Blades on blades on blades. Blades on blades on blades on blades, blades on guns on blades with more guns. <laughs> like what's, what's uh, more? I can talk shit about Rob Liefeld all day, but we yeah. should move on. It's fun. It is fun. But uh, it's gonna Akiva Goldsman. Uh, who I will never forgive for writing Batman and Robin. Uh, <laughs> I personally will never forgive. <laughs> is going to uh, sort of shepherd uh, these extreme universe shows on Netflix. Well, bully. Uh, right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he he's written other things. Like he got an Oscar for writing a beautiful mind and such, but you know, he wrote Batman and Robin. Listen, Suicide Squad is an Oscar winning film. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, this is true. <laughs> anyway, speaking of '90s comic book properties, we have which, uh, which has made a resurgence, though, which have made a really good resurgence. Evidently, yes. Now we're into '90s nostalgia. '80s nostalgia is out, and now '90s nostalgia is in. And Bloodshot, yes. the valiant comic books character Bloodshot, is getting a movie starring none other than Vin Diesel. Who will be competing against The Rock in the Vin Diesel verse? And he could start with, uh, you know, such great paces as, uh, uh, well, shit, he was in uh, Saving Private Ryan, so we could just start there. This is true. I mean, will it, will it also include him doing the breakdancing video when he was like 17? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. It's actually, that's where the universe begins. Yeah. It's that guy wondering what happened. But, um, but yeah, like, Bloodshot. Yeah. Does anybody know who the fuck Bloodshot is? I I so believe, ba- I, believe I've it or read not, comics since I was eleven. Believe it or not, Bloodshot and the Valiant Universe, after its relaunch, I believe in, I want to say in like uh, 2014 or somewhere around there, has been doing gangbusters. So I hear. So is Ninjak, right? Yes, I mean, Ninjak is very big. Ninja. There's a lot of very big things happening. What about for... Magnus Robot Fighter? When are we getting yeah. a Magnus movie? Well, a I dude think we've in a skirt. Like two. I mean, that's, there's no better time for that to come back, right? I mean, yeah. Wow, Chris, really? <laughs> I mean, it's not an episode of those two jerks if Chris isn't somehow insensitive to a protective class. Oh lord. <laughs> <laughs> we all need the Trump factor, right? Like, yeah, of course. Of course. Get your red hat off. Yeah. <laughs> get your shine box has been replaced far, with go get your red hat. How far down can we push the download numbers? How far? Let's see. Oh, oh well, we're only in this to make fun of each other. Better so. to find be the floor. Find the floor. Anyway, 
Uh, it had been previously reported that Sony apparently was develop was going to develop Bloodshot and Harbinger as separate movies, and then cross them over into Harbinger War, which was a huge selling comic. So uh, I will it remains to be seen if they're still doing that. But uh, yay, Bloodshot, Rick! All those all right. copies of that sh- that number one you have are are worth something now. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, Bloodshot number one, Chromium cover. College. This is before college. Let's not okay. talk about this anymore. <laughs> no, let's not. All right, so now we have uh, some Star Wars news that is probably going to... Well, it won't phase Rick, but it would if he cared. Um, yeah. John Favreau is going to write and executive produce a live-action Star Wars television show on the Disney streaming service. Surprise! Yeah. Surprise! Of course, Disney. Give us all your money. Yeah, basically, (laughs) like, hey, kids, (laughs) all Star Wars and Marvel and Disney are coming here, so you're gonna have to pay. Sorry, just Just give it to us. Give it to us. Last week, essentially started the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, all right, just. The man, the man behind there's, Iron there's Man. There's nine I've got out the door every month. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because last week Disney said, you know, we're not out to kill Netflix. And I get that because <sighs> Disney doesn't want to, well, Disney doesn't want to put things like, you know, Bollywood movies and, uh, and you know, that Judd Apatow produced series with all the nudity in it, uh, you know, on Love their streaming Love doesn't have nearly service. enough nudity in it, by the way. Just like, you know. <laughs> Spoken like a man who's actually watched it looking for nudity. I watched the first two seasons and then it just got bad. <laughs> you went through two whole seasons? Well, the first season is different and new and I was like, oh, all right, I could get into this. This seems interesting. And then uh, the, uh, the interest it, it was gone. And, you know, the guy's such a nevish. And, you know, how did he get a hot blonde to begin with? Oh, no. she's crazy. All right, that makes <laughs> sense. I get it. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, yeah, so there's going to be a, they've been talking for years about live action Star Wars shows, and now we're getting one, but uh, buy the Disney streaming service to get it. Bring money. Yeah, <laughs> yes. exactly. Exactly. Bring money. Um, all right, so we have two more little tidbits in the lightning round this week, and that is, uh, yay, the Terminator reboot is going to shoot this summer. <sighs> Jesus Christ! Like, like you want to talk about being let it a dead because horse. die, let it yeah, die, like let it die. It's, uh, for, I mean, for Terminator Two being my favorite film of all time. Well, that and Gladiator, uh, man, it's just such disappointments. <laughs> this is uh, this is, but it's, it's different this time. James Cameron is actually producing it, and he gets the rights back next year, and it's going to ignore all the other movies and just be a straight-up sequel to Terminator 2. How, I've heard you that can't before. have a sequel to Terminator 2. That's the whole fucking problem. Yeah, Terminator 2, it's... it's <laughs> the just, whole point of Terminator 2 was that it got rid of all the fucking Terminators, and that, that's the whole point. It, it closed the loop, yeah. Like, there's, there's no more looper. Like it's done, but <laughs> he shot himself. The end. Like it's it. Yeah, l- yeah. But money. Right. But money. All the money. All the money. Because he needs to go because to the, the last two Terminator the movies weren't huge disappointments at the box office at all. Right. It's it's all right. 
But, you know, bright side, question mark. It's being directed by Tim Miller, who directed Deadpool. Hey! Okay. All right. Don't give a shit. Nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, I mean... <laughs> yeah. And how many of these how many of these failures some... do you need before we could all agree, okay, this was a failure. Let's move on. Exactly. A lot, evidently. Exactly. A lot. So speaking of things being foisted upon us that no one asked for, we're getting a Sopranos prequel movie. Yay. It's called The Many Saints of Newark. It's gonna be set in the sixties, uh during uh Prohibition. You know, the Newark, the Newark riots, and it will have some characters. I don't either. Uh, My I mom that, grew up in Newark, I mean, and I that, don't even know what that is. That, doesn't that happen like every Saturday in Newark? Oh, yeah. come on. Yes, um, but you don't say it out loud. <laughs> um, but it's going to have some of the characters from the show. They're not saying who. Uh, David Chase, who created the show, is actually behind this movie, so maybe it'll be good. Uh, but did anyone ask for this? Really? HBO has a streaming service, Tom. Yeah, but this is going to be a feature film. Oh, God in heaven. Really? <laughs> yes. Yeah, sure. it's not going to HBO. Sure, man. <laughs> Listen, we're hitting, we're hitting that, that Sopranos uh, nostalgia right at its right? zenith. That's so exactly what's let's happening. Let's get it. It's been 10 years since the show went off the air, so let's do a movie now. Let's get it. Six seasons in a movie. Let's do it. <laughs> I mean, really, I, it's just something new. Can we have something new? <laughs> anything, really? Anything. Anything well, at all. The thing. And the thing that Hollywood is new, that's a new idea that's not based on, like, you know, something from 35 years ago is actually based on a bunch of shit from 35 years ago. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, well, you know, Tom, God, the, the sound of your voice, it... <laughs> It leads me to believe something here, Tom. It might be time to ask you a question. <laughs> please, please do. Tom. Yes? What's pissing you off? Oh, spoiler guy, Rick. Spoiler We've been over guy. spoiler guy, Tom. Have we been over spoiler guy who gets pissed off about spoilers from 20 years ago? <laughs> Have we Probably. done that? Have we done Probably. that? Because I saw that happen this week. A Facebook friend of mine is watching Twin Peaks... Not the new, not the current one on Showtime, the original series from 25 years ago, and got pissed off because he read an article, a recently written article about the show that spoils the ending of the series. It happened 20 years ago! When is the statute of limitations on this? When? When can we write about things that happened in the culture and not have to deal with people bitching and moaning online about why did you spoil it for me i picked up a darth vader toy in the store and it said luke i'm your father what the hell oh seriously like at some point can we just discuss things that happened and not have to worry about you having a coronary spoiler guy like if you're that butthurt don't seek out articles about the things you're watching until you're done watching them how about that how about I didn't that? seek it out. It was on my Facebook feed because I've been posting about it. And yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, he admitted he sought it out because he's so obsessed with the show. He was at work and needed a fix. So he decided to read an article about the show. Well, then that's your problem. Like that is your problem. It's not the writer's fault for not putting spoiler alert in the article <laughs> for something that happened 25 years ago. Hey, spoiler alert. Kennedy dies three years into his presidency. <laughs> 
<laughs> Spoiler alert, the ship sinks. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Spoiler alert, we bombed Japan. That's how this ends, okay? <laughs> Spoiler alert, the Nazis don't actually help anyone. <laughs> <laughs> like, really? 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 Hey, spoiler alert. You know, Trump wins. It's not as far-fetched as you think. Uh, exactly. Hey, Chris. Hey, Chris. Sir. What's pissing you off? Uh, man. I, I, you know, it's... Uh, <laughs> I love so wow. So much. I think, I think lack of sleep is pissing me off. It makes me function very poorly. Um, and your your sentence structure goes all wonky, too. Yeah, it's... Yeah. yeah. I just need this kid to grow up, man. <laughs> but... Jesus Christ. Really? He didn't even you, make it a year. You are six months in here, pal. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is this? When is he going to get a job and move out now? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> when he's walking... You got time to lean, you got time to clean, man. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. You are, you are in for it. I'll tell you that much. In for it. Rick. Yes, Tom? What's pissing you off? There's so many things this week. Of oh, course. my God. Of course there I are. guess really what's pissing me off more than anything is... Um, <clears throat> Okay, this is going to be a little abstract. No. I'm going, to have to, I'm going to have to set it up. The guy at the live event who keeps screaming for the performer to do the thing that he wants to see, but not anyone else. <laughs> I hate that guy. You guys got to play this song. Play the hits or, you know, do a flip or, you know, shoot rings out of your face or whatever. It's, there's one guy... <laughs> I, be, I, went, I went to the 311 concert. I went to a wrestling event. I went to a couple of different shows those last two weeks. And there's always that one asshole who's just front and somehow always in front of you. No matter where you are, he's in front of you. Like, he seeks you out like the hot dog guy seeking out Homer. And he stands in front and says, do this, do this. Do and he, hey, man, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to watch this show. No, 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 but this is going to be funny. Oh, <laughs> It is. Oh, he did the thing. You, 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 you caused it. I started that, brother. Yeah, you did. You're the champion, dude. Just sit down. Sit down and watch the goddamn show. Just shut up. Five fucking minutes. That's all I'm asking. That's all I'm asking. Oh, yeah, that pissed me off pretty good. <laughs> I can understand that for sure. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to get that off my chest. Tom. Yes. What did you learn this week? Well, I learned that uh, I am not liking this whole uh, aging thing. And I've talked <laughs> about this before, but, uh, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm turning 36 now very shortly yeah. here in hours. Yeah. <laughs> in a matter of hours yeah yeah you you get to cross that border before me <laughs> yeah before chris too by about a week um, but uh but no uh, the and the thing that i'm noticing the older i get and probably has something to do with having a kid too but 
uh, it's the whole like emotions much closer to the surface now. Like I cry at like the dumbest shit. That's <laughs> <laughs> nothing to do with being a kid. It's everything to do with being older. No, I said having a kid and being older. No, I know, but I don't have a kid, and I'm right there with yeah. you. <laughs> all right, so good. So it's not just having a kid. It's just being older. Like, I'm like all right, so, like, case in point. Like, this week was the uh, the 50th anniversary of uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood premiering yeah. on PBS. And the PBS ran a documentary, a new documentary about Mr. Rogers. And, uh, and holy shit, if I didn't weep the whole hour and a half. <laughs> Like, like, uh, and like the dumbest, like he's just, he's singing a song. Like he sings this song about it's you. I like, like you're special to a kid in a wheelchair. Like uh, it's like, and it's like 1975. Like this happened 40 years ago and I'm fucking, I'm just Niagara Falls. Like, yeah, like, you know, and like, and then I, I turned to my, my wife and like, they just, they don't teach empathy to children anymore. Why don't they do that? <laughs> So I can actually explain what's happening it's to you. It's frustrating. It's really frustrating happening? because I never know when it's going to happen. Do you want to know what's happening to you, Tom, yeah, honestly? Please, please, Rick. As you age, as yeah. a man, uh -huh. your testosterone levels fall. Oh, great. Thank you. And you're, you start getting estrogen levels. Like, uh -huh. it, it, it happens. This is, this is genetics. You're right. So you're, you're getting in touch with your feminine side. Good. Good. My feminine side and I will be in the other room. Call me when this is over, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Rick, what did you learn this week? Um, I learned that kickboxing is a hell of a thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, uh, I made it through my first kickboxing class. The first two times I tried to kickbox at the gym, um, I rolled my ankle really bad being an idiot. And then before that, it was my first ever day back in the gym period, and I couldn't make it through the whole class. So this week, I, uh, I really took it upon myself. I, I trained, and uh, one of the guys I trained with at the gym, at the jungle, uh, is a 20-year veteran. He's about my height. He's a little bit uh, heavier than me, but um, he knows what he's doing, and he showed me a lot of really great pointers. He showed me how to throw a better punch, how to throw a good kick, and then we, we started off by just you know basically tap, tap, kick on the leg, tap, tap, kick on the inside leg, you're going through the motions of kickboxing and he's not hurting me. He's not swinging his leg hard or anything like that, but just the motion of this dude placing his uh, shin onto my thigh in a repetition and just adding a, you know, maybe a third normal speed wrecked me. It was like getting hit with a baseball bat, dude. It was so bad. So my leg hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like, you know, it's a, it's a lot of cardio, and uh, I hope to do do it again, it, it, which sort of caveats into the second thing I learned this week, which is really weird. Um, as an adult with a regular nine-to-five job, Monday through Friday, the day of the week that is hardest for me to do things is Saturday, and I find that odd. <laughs> Why is it Saturday? It's just like Saturday, they have a Saturday noon class, right? But... I went this week. Next week, I have a wedding to go to. The week after that, I have a tax uh, tax appointment with my uh, person who does my taxes for me. The week after that, I have a MS walk that I'm attending with Lauren in Tampa. So I won't be able to even consider doing a Saturday training event until mid through April. Yep. Yep. Welcome to uh, adulting. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, boy. <sighs> 
Well, Rick, if uh, people want to tweet their uh, their woes about aging or or that guy at the concert that says play Freebird, um, <laughs> or if we get a name of a podcast wrong, oh God, God forbid that happens. Uh, you were the one who was all for that. Anyway, yes, they can get a hold of me and you. You're there too. I am. <laughs> On Twitter, at those two jerks. Please make sure you spell out T-W-O. Those two jerks at 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 symbols are important. Um, although, if they would rather be on our Facebook page, and about 800 people are, so you should too. Where, where do they go for that, Tom? They can go to Facebook.com slash those two jerks. Spell out T-W-O. Like the page if you go there, and you will get all of the updates. Uh, so you'll get breaking uh geek and sports news you'll get updates on you know as soon as our latest episodes come out and uh and some other cool and fun stuff there too uh like the page facebook.com slash those two jerks you can also email us those two jerks at gmail.com uh we do answer email you have something you're looking to uh pimp maybe and you want to be on the show send us your pitch and we'll consider it um (laughs) We also uh, we also take complaints and general reaction to things that you hear on the podcast. Uh, you can also, as you heard Jesse do earlier in the show, you can leave <laughs> us a voicemail. Call the Jerks Hotline three two one seventy six Jerks. Which actually that means that Jesse had to fast forward to the end of the show to get the phone number. Like he nah, heard, he, so he listened to like the beginning ten minutes. N- no, 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 he 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 memorized the phone number. Oh, I'm flattered and also sad for him. <laughs> I told you he uses it at the end of every episode of the uh, the team that just presents the Wrestle Crush whatever. He sends our phone number. <laughs> yeah, he's like, if you have any complaints, please call three two one seventy six. That's fantastic. It's fantastic. Um, it's doing nothing for us, but it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, three two one seven six jerks. Leave us a voicemail, and uh, we'll probably play it on the show. Uh, you can find all that information at those two jerks dot com. And if you want to show the world that you're a jerkophile, that you like the show, you want to help promote the show, you want to help keep the show on the air, uh, go to tpublic dot com and search those two jerks. You can find our store. You can get those two jerks logo merchandise. We have a cool new logo designed by our fan slash detractor, Jesse. <laughs> Isn't that all of our fans, honestly? As well they should be, Rick. As well they yeah. should be. We need people yeah. who can civilize us as we civilize the world. So yeah, tpublic.com. Search those two jerks. You can get t-shirts and mugs and all kinds of things with the those two jerks logo on it. Show the world that you listen to this show because you're certainly not showing us that you are. Um, <laughs> is anyone there? Are you there? Are you there, public? It's me, Tom. Can you validate my existence, please? Exactly. Why do you think I do this? An artistic release? That's what I do. You, what about this show is artistic? Uh, the fact that we work on it and put a Guys, lot of effort into people it. Compl- you, who puts a lot of effort into it? Oh, oh, it's just you, Tom. Is that it now? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy yeah. that's going to be a discussion for another time because it looks like our time's up so 
Deflect. 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 Oh, would you look at that? We're out of time. Uh, well, maybe next time we'll get into that. Yeah. I'll, I'll mark this on my calendar and That's my dream journal right. as well. That's exactly right. So, for the Sussman, Rick Sussman, and the Vootastic Chris Vu, I am the Tom Alexander. Until, really, until people stop thinking that going to live shows is really about them and not the people on stage. <laughs> We will remain those two jerks. I wore the shirt. The shirt. You're looking right at me with the, with the devil. Thought, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs>